Hey, we get it. Maybe you feel that recruiting is not your thing. Well, today we are talking with someone who is a professional recruiter for companies. She has spent her career hiring and placing the right talent in the right positions at companies. So what would a recruiting professional who is also now involved in her own business in MLM network marketing, what does she know about recruiting and what would she share with you? Welcome to the MLM You Decide podcast. We're your hosts, Janine Finney and Laura Evans. Each week, we'll bring you conversations about the good and the misunderstood aspects of MLM multi-level marketing, network marketing. It's time to get informed because making a decision with only half the information could be the most expensive decision you make. Let's dive into today's episode. It is my honor today uh, to introduce a really dear friend. We met through, I think, Sharon Lecter somehow, not that long ago, but I feel like we've known each other forever. So I'm going to start out by reading uh, Lisa's bio. Lisa Williams is an intra-believer, entrepreneur. That's a new word for me. <laughs> Wealth mentor and chief inspiration officer at Lisa Williams Company, creator of the Perfect Side Gigs program. After spending 25 years in a corporate career that blessed her life with financial freedom and reaching a net worth of nearly $2 million, Lisa's goal is to empower, equip, and inspire 1 million to hire themselves. She helps those interested in pursuing the path of business builder and entrepreneur, equips people with the tools necessary to make the shift, and provides a variety of vetted business platforms to consider. Lisa has been a professional recruiter for over 27 years. She's always used a coaching approach to recruiting, and after nearly three decades of market ups and downs, found that she was feeling less joy in her day-to-day life of matchmaking. The politics of corporate life got more complex. The clients she was working with seemed to, to also be asking, is this all I am meant to do? She wanted to offer more than just a job. Lisa decided to take her own advice and find her passion for what she wanted to do next in life. She has taken the skills she mastered in corporate America and shifted to helping others find their true passion and business pursuit. Her passion is financial education. On a personal note, Lisa is an Alaska-born girl and raised and married with three kids in a lifelong and is a lifelong learner, loves to travel and sings in a praise band. One of her whys is that her children will never have an employee mindset, will be lifelong learners and continue to find the next version of themselves. I love that. And you, <laughs> you truly walk the walk. So um, it is just such an honor to have you here, Lisa. Um, Thank you, my We're going to have some fun. Let's have some fun today, shall we? Yes, yes, for sure. So I know that uh, what we're going to do is um, tackle a topic today. And we do that um, sometimes. And and what we want to do is uh, talk about in in the midst of the pandemic right now, there are so many people that are scrambling and looking to sort of reinvent themselves and, and, you know, needing to pivot. And so we want to talk about um, 
what it's like to go from corporate to network marketing and how to evaluate if this might be the right move for someone. So I know that you have an affinity for teaching women to hire themselves. Share your story and a little bit more about um, how you knew it was time for you to start creating perfect side gigs. Yeah, well, you know, I guess I guess a, a great first question is, did anyone ever take that class? What am I meant to be when I grow up? Because I, I certainly didn't. And I think most people, my experience is that most people kind of accidentally land in what they're going to do. Um, hopefully it brings, you know, a general fulfillment and, and growth in their life. I know I was very blessed to accidentally land in recruiting, um, looking, quite frankly, just looking for a job right? I went into a temp agency when I moved to California and um, they asked me to take a typing test. And I said, well, I'm, that's not going to do you any good, but I'd love to know what you do. And that's that was my first time that I got into recruiting. Um, but fast forward to why I shifted. Um, I, I worked, I, I've worked for many years in financial services and technology, very highly paid verticals, um, perhaps some of the highest paid verticals in the world. And I found that the candidates that were coming to me, they they seemed to be switching jobs maybe every two to four years, right? And they were often high achievers like I was. Um, and yet it seemed like they really were telling me, I really want to be something new. And and I remember um, one of my girlfriends at the time, a very one of the best recruiters I know, she made a comment to me. She said, uh, Lisa, if you're if you're looking around the room and you're the most interesting thing, thing there, then you're in the wrong room. And I realized it had been a long time since I had grown myself, and I was I was bringing a lot of issues home to my family that I wasn't necessarily happy about. I wasn't doing anything about it though. And so, what kind of example was I giving my kids, right? Um, so as, as you said in my bio, I went on my own journey. I started saying yes to a whole bunch of things. Even though I was a recruiter, I, I never explored opportunities. I was with my previous firm for almost 23 years and never even thought about something new. Definitely didn't dream of hiring myself and starting a business, but found that through this journey of, of just exploration, I realized that's what God was telling me he'd been preparing me for. So now we're, um, you know, I, I absolutely love helping families discover the ability to create their own economy. They don't have to rely on what corporate America says they're worth. Um, they don't have to wait for a stimulus check to come in. You know, for those watching this later, we're in the midst of this now, what, almost a nine month shutdown of, of our country. Um, and what better time to start a home-based business? Good heavens. There's so many opportunities everywhere, you know? So that's a thumbnail sketch and we can get into it more. So how long ago was that? How long ago did you? That was April 2nd, 2000, 2018. So not very long ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I will say, you know, I, I find sometimes there is a catalyst for for change for me. Uh, one of my my dearest friends I was telling Laura about earlier, my little Southern Elizabeth, um, my best friend had been battling cancer for about two and a half years at that time. And boy, spending time in the hospitals and spending time 
with a family that I love in crisis, um, it really puts life into perspective. And about three months after I started my first side gig, my sweet mother got sick and we lost her 10 months later. And about a year later, we lost my best friend, Elizabeth. And losing them in the span of 10 months, I tell you what, you know, they had a lot more living to do. And so part of my why is making sure that I use the best, um, you know, this time that I have left, whatever that is, to, to live life to my fullest. And I want to help others do the same. I, I believe truly that most people are just on this hamster wheel of life. They're truly not giving the gift, you know, really utilizing the gifts that God blessed them with. And therefore, they're really not living their most joyful self, in my opinion. So I agree. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. So if I can do it, anyone can do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I love what you brought up because I think, um, you know, after having spent, gosh, 25 plus years in corporate America myself, I think the most priceless gift of being um, in in network marketing for me has been the ability to choose how I want to spend my time and being able to be there for people that need you and in a, important moments of your life. I mean, there is just nothing like that. And when you spend your life in corporate America uh, or the corporate world, wherever um, you you just kind of accept that you, you know, that's the way it is. And um, it's so important to be able to be there when your mom needs you or your kids need you or uh, your best friend needs you. So that, that gift is, is priceless. Well, it's funny you say that, you know, was, we, we're going to talk about the differences a lot, but this is one way that I think I'd like to just create an example. When um, my mom got diagnosed I went home to Alaska, I think it was eight times in the span of 10 months. And when she finally did, you know, lose her battle, I remember the people that I had, you know, this new tribe of entrepreneurs and, you know, people that are supporting one another in, in business. That was my support system. They were calling me every other day, you know, how are you doing? What's, what can I do? How can I pray for your family? You know, that, that corporate America job that, you know, I had some great bosses. I had some crappy bosses through that time. You know, do you know that not one of them called me in that, you know, that couple months period. And I think it's a great example of, unfortunately, sometimes what happens in corporate where the, the leadership is taught to have that very defined line between, you know, I'm your boss and I'm your employee to, you know, human interaction, <clears throat> pardon me, and just just treating others as you'd like to be treated sometimes, right? And I, unfortunately, I mean, I think it's a huge flaw in corporate that, boy, if somebody could figure that out, I think a lot more people would be happy where they are, you know, working and, and actually leadership would be happier too. Yeah. Yeah, putting the heart back into it, I think. Um, so, so in light of the pandemic and, and you having been a professional recruiter, what kind of trends are you seeing out there now? And 
like, do you have any statistics about, you know, what, what's happening as far as uh, people that are considering other opportunities or, you know, just talk to us about that. Yeah. Well, um, you know, just purely from a statistical standpoint, 70% of people are always considering something new. And that's actually in the best of times. Wow. I would hazard a guess that it's probably 100% right now. I think if you called someone on the right day at the right time, you would you would have an you know an automatic yes to to something depending on what it was, right? Um I find right now, you know, there's a lot of things going on depending on who you're working for and what their return to work policy is, for example. There's a very large employer, one of the largest here in Southern California that has a huge campus that decided to have everyone go back to work. And there's a lot of ticked off employees there right now. And I can guarantee you that employer, when this crisis is over, they're going to have a mass exodus, you know, and then you have the employers that are, that are, you know, they're embracing this life work balance in terms of, you know, people actually are productive at home from a recruiter standpoint. I can't tell you the years and years that I speak with candidates and they tell me, you know what, this job seems perfect, but can I work from home three days a week? Especially in California, the commute is so crazy. And the employers were always so traditionally like, no, we got to see a butt in a seat, you know? (laughs) Um, And I think it's going to, I am already seeing just a tremendous change in workforce management, which I think is going to be great. Um, I saw a stat, you know, recently that 63% of companies are really considering long-term changes to their workforce solutions, which, you know, what, what gets me kind of excited about that, friends, is that now people that actually did want to think about a home-based business before, but were, you know, tied to that corporate nine to five, they're going to be able to fit things in, you know, to, in their own time um, and still be productive you know, for their employer, whoever that is. Right. So absolutely forever changed in my opinion. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, it certainly has. So, so I have an experience myself of leaving corporate and moving over into an entrepreneurial space. And I know a lot of people ask me questions about that experience. And I'm glad to have someone who comes at it from an even different angle because you worked with recruiting people to positions in corporations and you saw the benefits side of it and what people were looking for and the changes that you just talked about statistically that are happening let me just ask you, you know, again, in the context of certainly what we've been living through with this pandemic and what we believe will happen going forward, who are some of the people that you see that have the easiest time letting go of a corporate job and and who has the most difficult time leaving? Like what, what are traits that you notice in people? Right. So I would say if for the easiest, I would say if you're that person that is, we kind of call it an entrepreneur, right? You're, um, you're always, you're thinking about new ideas, you're volunteering to lead this effort. You're, you know, you're the person that plans the, the lunches. You know, I, we, we used to have this ladies who lunch, you know, uh, thing at my, my work. You're the person that takes the new people under their wing and shows them the ropes. That was me. 
And you know, what was interesting um, is that oftentimes people didn't trust the, the help that I was offering. Um, and it, it's very sad to me because unfortunately that is kind of, you know, Jean and I, Jean and I have talked about this because we've, we both come from a sales background, you know, in sales, when a new person comes on board, it's not like, oh, I'm so, you know, it's not like, I'm so excited. I have a new compatriot. We're going to do this together. Now, uh, Janine and I actually felt that way. But traditionally, that is not how people feel, right? So um, so if you've been that person that's kind of the cheerleader of the team and, you know, maybe you're the right hand of your leader, I think that's a natural for you. When you actually embrace the idea that you can step into your own leadership and be the CEO of your own life, you know, holy cow. I mean, you're going to have so much fun. Now, mm-hmm. the people that might struggle more is those that are used to, um, you know, structure that are used to being told, you know, what they need to do and being led. Um, however, I will tell you for those structured, more technical people, if you truly look at a business in a box, the way that, that I believe you should, which is you come in and you have systems you follow and you, you, you diligently and persistently follow those steps, it's actually much more easy to be successful in my opinion and in some other type of business model than traditional, you know, traditional corporate, because it, there's no politics, there's no favoritism. You know, you don't have to be the, you know, kissing whoever's booty, right? Because it's just numbers don't lie. You follow mm-hmm. the system mm-hmm. and this, the system works itself for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, unfortunately, corporate America, just there's too many politics, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. so you could be the best. I mean, I've had this conversation countless times. I can't tell you how many times somebody's told me they've been laid off. And when I asked them, like, what was the underlying reason? It was that a new leader came in and I wasn't. I wasn't the top of their list, you know, mm-hmm. I was the old regime. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What are some of the benefits for someone who chooses to venture into network marketing? What, what do you see and what, what do you help? Well, coach first of people? all, your income is uncappable. Mm-hmm. I mean, who wouldn't like that? I have mm-hmm. a mentor. <clears throat> maybe, maybe you ladies know Laurel Laymeyer. She is so funny. She she always makes comments that shakes people up. She says, Christopher Columbus did not discover this great country so we could all be a bunch of employees and live paycheck to paycheck, like 90% of families, you know? Um, I mean, I think a lot of people maybe get into network marketing to simply have maybe some extra money, right? They, they want to travel or they want to send their kids to private school or you know, something like that. But then if they really truly look at the the benefits in terms of passive residual income, those are my, some of my three favorite words ever invented, uh, which is brilliant. One of the brilliant benefits of network marketing, in my opinion. I mean, I did in my career, I've been recruiting and consulting for many years. So in a way, I had a passive residual income because I put consultants to work for every hour they worked, I was paid a commission. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, it was still limited. When that assignment was done, then I was, you know, I had to backfill and find that new revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, similar in network marketing, but the beauty is there really is no cap. You're your own boss. Um, you have this amazing community of like-minded people that are all trying to become better versions of themselves, which I think is probably my most favorite part about network marketing is that self-development and self-improvement, you know, model that so many of them use. Mm. They really are two different worlds though. It's so, you know, having the perspective of looking at corporate versus network marketing, there's just so many differences. And in network marketing, being paid on your effectiveness versus your title or your uh, who you know or you know any of those things is pretty different. So, what would you say is the most important thing a corporate person needs to understand if if they're choosing to or thinking about stepping away from what they're doing into uh, network marketing? Well, one of the things that I find that a lot of people struggle with is they they make a choice to enter a business opportunity, but then they forget about creating space in their life to make it effective. Um, it would be like if you did have a new project at work and you knew it was going to take X more hours of your day, and yet you didn't shift anything to create space for it, right? If you're going to do anything, you better, we only have so many hours in the day, you know? Now, I will say at the same time, when you find something that you're excited about, space just happens, it, it's created. I personally, I sleep probably three hours less than I used to. And it's because I don't need to, because I'm so excited about what I'm doing. And I'm so excited about the people that I'm speaking with and that, you know, I, I don't feel like I have to go and lay on the couch and zone out to Tiger King for three hours because I'm so excited and energized about what I'm doing. I feel like so oftentimes maybe people don't pick the right thing. And Janine, you and I have talked about this. Um, sometimes people get into a business, maybe because their their friend or their loved one, you know, suggested, hey, this could benefit your life. And, you know, sometimes it's more of a support for their friend, but they don't purposely choose what the business is that they're getting into. And I, you know, we have this saying that everyone's kind of an introvert until they find something they're excited about. And then you can't shut them up, right? Um, so yeah, I think there's there's just, you know, we could talk on and on about that topic, couldn't we? <laughs> so one of the things that um that we are we are going to do uh in the next few episodes is really talk about um career comparisons kind of. I mean, because I think that's one of the things that people don't really understand is like, you know, if I've always been a recruiter, how would I fit into network marketing? So switching directions a little bit um, for you, I'd love for you to talk to people that are currently professional recruiters, or maybe they have been. Um, How does that transition? How is that a good background to get into network marketing? Um, and, And why or why not? Yeah, so it's a brilliant background, in my opinion. Um, We are literally talking to candidates every single day who are in transition, right? Now, the challenge is that recruiters, just like anyone, 
our professional employees. And would you ladies agree that that's 90% of the battle in being successful in network marketing is getting over your employee mindset, right? So I find actually um, recruiters can be brilliant, although I have actually recruited, attempted to recruit a lot of recruiters, and that's the challenge I face, is that employee mindset. Who, who I think are also brilliant are business coaches and life coaches. And interestingly, as I've gotten, um, and, and speakers, I've gotten more into kind of the speaker to, um, speaker realm. And what's very interesting to me, some of the most um, wildly successful speakers in the speaker circuit that I've had the privilege to meet actually started in network marketing and shifted. They found, you know, they found wild success in network marketing. They found, they became that, that they're in, on that journey to becoming the better version of them, right? And they look, okay, what's next, right? How can I share my story to inspire others? And so, yeah, I think, I mean, recruiting's brilliant. I think sales is brilliant. You know, if, you, if you've been used to being paid in some way based on what your efforts are, whether it be commission or bonuses, you know, things like that, I think real estate, Real estate agents make brilliant. Uh, so many real estate agents I know are in network marketing. Um, in fact, there's a network marketing company in real estate, EXP or something. I just heard about them, you know? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So many. I mean, but honestly, I've seen people from every single industry be successful in network marketing. It's really more about the mindset, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. And surprisingly, you know, teachers and nurses are really good too because they yes. are hearing and, and they're good at explaining things. So I'm just curious about what's the same and what's different about being a recruiter, um, being a professional recruiter, you know, for a company and, and you're talking about your employee mindset. I kind of don't know what that exactly equates to because I've not been a recruiter. Um, because it really, a lot of growing a, a team in network marketing is about recruiting. So, um, but I would think that there would be some things that are the same and some things that are very different. So, yeah, those- absolutely. So the same, I would say, for example, a, the typical day in a recruiter's life is making calls to people they don't know and attracting them to opportunities right? Um, It's all about consistency, persistency, making those same calls, being okay with a no and moving on quickly, right? Um, We do a lot of LinkedIn networking. We do, I I send out probably 150 messages a a day to people I don't know Mm -hmm. um, and simply put the feelers out there to connect with me and let's schedule a call, right? If any of what I'm saying resonates with you. Um, so those are very similar things, you know, the things that are different, I would say is this is where it's tricky because really, I think with network marketing, a lot of times it's really not necessarily about the product or service that you're representing. It's really about you and the leader that you are and, and really the leader that you can help that person become. And I think that's been the most rewarding thing to me 
um, in the different models of, of businesses that I represent, which network marketing, um, there are a few businesses I work, I work with in that space. It's the building of people that is my most favorite thing. It, that brings me the most joy is seeing them step into their leadership and truly start to embrace the idea, wow, I, I can be the CEO of my life and I can, I can help others be that, right? Um, it's, it's fabulous. There's nothing more rewarding in my opinion. And, and watching them make money. That's awesome too. <laughs> I, well, I think that's why, you know, as you said, coaches, coaches do really well because they yeah. are empower people. Yeah, right. Absolutely. They've learned some of they're learning and teaching some of the skill set for that mindset that's required. Uh, and you guys are absolutely right. Mindset is the whole difference between that employee and that becoming an entrepreneur mentality. And what are what would you say are some tactical things, Lisa, that an employee might would want to be prepared for as they make a transition from corporate to being an entrepreneur and being you know employed by themselves? Yeah, I would say one of the first things I would do is engage my family support, mm-hmm. um, especially my partner. You know, my husband, Paul, is is so amazing. He's actually a recruiter as well. He's one of my, that's how we met is we met, met in recruiting and we did a lot of deals together, right? So we went and celebrated one night and one thing led to another. But um, engaging your family's support of, and treating it like it is, treating it truly like the business opportunity that could change your family's legacy. Because if you treat it like that and you, you know, you sit down with your partner and you say, listen, I am serious about making this happen. I am going to need to create space in our life to allow me the freedom to put the the time and effort in that's needed to make this happen. Um, I I think another thing uh, besides engaging your family, because if you don't have your family support, you're not going to stick with it. Um, you're going to, you're going to give up. Right. And also letting your, your, your friends and family know, you know, don't be a, a, like, what do they call it? Don't be a secret agent. Right. You know, if you're, if you're truly going to do this, don't half-ass it. Like life is too short, right. To do this. And guess what? Get over as quickly as you can, what other people think. Because the reality is, even though you think they're judging you, they're too worried about their own stuff going on to really judge you, right? One thing I, I want to just shout out there to the community in general, why is it that we hear an announcement about somebody getting a new job and we give them all this praise and recognition? Why, when we hear about someone hiring themselves and starting their own business in network marketing or direct sales or whatever, why are there like crickets? Why are we not celebrating that, 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 that somebody hired themselves, right? Let's like, we need to support one another more in this, this effort. And I will tell you if any time a friend of mine asks me, you know what, Lisa, I have a new business I'm starting. I really want you to see what I'm doing. Maybe you can send me some referrals down the road. Absolutely. I will give you half an hour of my time, you know? And I encourage others to do the same. You never know. You don't imagine getting a, getting a call about an, a job opportunity that's going to pay you 10K more, 
put you in put you in uh, a commute distance of five minutes from your house. And would you say no to that? Why do people say no to network marketing? I just don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, I I know from my personal experience, and I'm sure you have observed this and done this as well. I've seen in, I love your advice of starting with, you know, your significant other and your family decision and having a conversation about that. And an important piece for me along that lines was also looking at the finances and um, not making an impulsive decision, but a very strategic decision. So just because you may not be able to turn in your resignation and leave your job today because as you said very smartly earlier, we have to make space and time for something to grow. And you have to make space and time for a business to grow. You don't just make the decision and all of a sudden you're a six-figure earner. I mean, that's just not how it works. That's not how it works in any business. But yet sometimes we have these unrealistic expectations on a network marketing business um, and they've not made the space and time for it. So, you know, when I'm working and coaching with people, I'm advising them to have saved some money, have some money saved, just as you would if you were buying a franchise or you were building a new business, you would have some sort of money or some sort of loan or some sort of plan of how are you going to fund your life while you're starting over again at zero. And it gives you more space to have fun. I mean, more space to really enjoy what it is you're doing because you don't have that pressure of covering your four walls, as Dave Ramsey says, or covering what basics are. Um, so that's that's something that I'm sure that you run into as well, especially for, for corporate people. They're so used to getting a check on the regular and it being a certain amount. Like for most corporate people, they have at least a baseline of, I know I'm going to make this amount every month. And they live their life around that amount. So to go from knowing exactly what the amount is to not knowing and quite realistically, it's going to be less than what you were making until you're able for it to be more. I mean, it is going to be less for a period of time while you're building it. So I help prepare people for, for that. And also the big question that I run into, and I'd love to hear how you handle it too, is benefits. People are so tied to corporations for their health benefits. And they're so afraid to cut the apron strings of working as an employee because they're not going, what am I going to do about my health benefits? Um, how do you answer that type of that type of scenario, Lisa? Yeah, well, the brilliant part is there's so many options when it comes to benefits <laughs> now. Like I actually have a good friend. Uh, one of the firms that I represent on my platform is a company called uh, United Financial Freedom, and they're attacking the debt crisis in our country. And they, um, one of the, um, one of my, my business partners there, Brian used to work for MediShare and it's a Christian, um, you know, it's a Christian benefits, you know, kind of pooled, uh, pooled medical health insurance practice. There's lots of options for families. And, but the reality is let's face it. Most of the time when somebody starts in network marketing, it's not like both partners are doing it. So if you are in a partnership, then your spouse can continue holding the benefits. You know, it's one of the things, and I'm glad you mentioned, Laura, you know, the fiscal responsibility of, of starting a business. I mean, I have a, a girlfriend that she is a franchise consultant and with FranNet, one of the, you know, large franchise companies in the nation. Think about 
most of these people are borrowing from their 401k mm-hmm. to get into a business they know nothing about. They'll, they'll be learning about it, hopefully. They go through an evaluation of what makes sense, you know, profit and loss. And, you know, but think about that chunk of change that they're putting aside, right? 50, 100,000, 200,000 more higher, right? And another scenario, think about in my experience, I can't tell you how many times, sorry, there's a plane going by here, um, that someone goes for a promotion in corporate. They don't get it. So guess what? They go and chunk 50 to 100K on an MBA program that they think is going to raise their elevation level to be able to get the next promotion. Guess what? Now they're in debt and they still don't have that promotion. Mm. I tell people, go to, go spend $2,000 on a self-development course, you know, mm. go, go to a Tony Robbins seminar and get, right. you know, start to become that better version of you, select a business in a box that you can start part-time for, you know, most, let's face it, most network marketing companies, you can start your business at home for less than a couple hundred dollars, right? Um, it's, it's really, it's, it's absolutely crazy to me, the things that people will pay for, and yet they won't say yes, even to a free webinar or something, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. So as we close out and wrap up, what would be, what have you observed as one of the most important traits or qualities, um, skill sets for someone to be successful in, in their network marketing business? Yeah, I mean, I would just say, this crisis too shall end, but there will be another. <laughs> and what is your what is your next normal? Mm-hmm. Are you going to continue to be, you know, the person that life happens to them, or are you going to be the person that life happens for them? And if you are that person that life ha- happens for them, take action and you know say yes, say yes to some things, right? Don't continue to say no. The more you say yes, life just comes to you abundantly. There are so many opportunities and ways to make passive residual income and and additional income streams to your family. You know, um, just uh, be that positive light in in your own life and you're going to attract that to, to, you know, your community and you're going to have a lot more fun in life by saying yes to, to more. Very good. Very good. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Absolutely. It's been fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. We hope you've gained some clarity from today's show. If you did, please share it with your friends, family, and colleagues. Because when you share it and drop a review, it helps other people find us and helps us get this message out. Please join us each week to hear from people who are in the trenches and have their own personal experience with this business. And if you'd like to learn more about this topic, subscribe to our show and visit our website. We'd also like to recommend two books co-authored by Janine Finney and her daughter, Lori Murhead, The Flip Flop CEO and Does the Shoe Fit? The Guide to Help You Decide. We invite you to join our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn communities as well. 
Be sure to tune in to our next episode because making a decision with only half the information could be the most expensive mistake you can make.